This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Let's do a podcast. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Al, no, today's Tuesday. Wait, what the hell is today? Today's, today's Tuesday, Tuesday, Jerry. Tuesday. Tuesday. Al, what's up? Tuesday. Oh, hi, Jerry. Um, uh, I've recently started um, subscribing to things on YouTube, which I've never done in all of these years. Yeah, all right. Where like you me. subscribe to somebody's channel that you like? Yes, I have. You... I have a channel, and I have uh, my kids make fun of me because I only have fourteen subscribers. All right, but that's fourteen people. It is fourteen people. I also haven't posted anything in four years. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I never really looked at YouTube as a thing that I would follow. Mm-hmm. people on but there are certain people that get into like tech type stuff that i like piano yes. type stuff sure. and i always find myself just going and searching for their stuff and i said well, why don't i subscribe to their channels then i can just go on youtube and click the the button where the updates are very smart so that's a very smart thing i'm doing i don't like when people beg for for you to subscribe to their channel understood but I guess that's how they make their living, and that's how they get up in the um, algorithms, as they mm-hmm. say, and they get seen more as if uh, more people subscribe their their thing. Sure. So I, I, I don't like the begging, but I, I do like to subscribe now. So if uh, anyone has a fun uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Beast. Yeah. Uh, I saw Mr. Beast has is uh, getting his it's... own products or something. Well, you you know how many subscribers he has, correct? Uh, I I probably don't. I know it's in the many many millions, hundreds of millions, hundreds I of millions. I, I want to be Mr. Beast. I believe so. I'm actually trying to find his channel because it is ridiculous. I, I am I'm blown away by this guy. To be quite honest, he has some sort of a snack deal going on now, like where he's in Mr. Beast, some sort of Mr. Beast snacks or something. Well, he's got and Mr. Beast burgers, oh, uh, yeah. mystery burger. He's got 90 million subscribers. Oh. 90 and I will tell you as someone you and I have discussed this before that my younger son Joseph really bypassed the whole te- it's amazing to me he really bypassed the whole television thing yeah went <laughs> right to YouTube yeah like he was into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when he was like three and four years old and then learned with the iPad YouTube and these YouTube videos whether they were kids videos stuff like that at this point he's 11 and all the everything he watches, whether even on the TV, because of the smart TVs, he watches YouTube. And the Mr. Beast guy is one that I, he watches, and I sit down and watch it with him. I find him very entertaining. 
and the things they do. It's it's really creative as hell. Does he subscribe to things? You think that's probably how he finds. He probably like subscribes to Mr. Beast. That's a really good question. I don't know. I can yeah. check, but I will tell you. For in like the first week of December, my wife had the idea to buy him a Mr. Beast T-shirt. I'm like, that's a great idea. Ooh, good he loves idea. That. I'm yeah, like, I, I would take one. Yeah, and they were sold out, and they were back ordered, and they wouldn't get them until February. I mean, so this guy's doing quite well. This Mr. Beast is killing it. Yeah, he really is, no doubt. I uh, I was started of. Uh, uh, Flaming people, not now. I don't know if that's the right term, but flaming just, people. No, I start. I was going to say start like I. I, I was uh, t- tweeting Joe Rogan related things on uh, Twitter this morning. Okay, um, and it, it, people were getting so annoying back. I had a. I had to not read the comments because I was just uh, end up fighting with people. Sure, of course. But it, it really like I was. I was thinking about this yesterday after we had talked about Joe Rogan in that situation. It really is very reminiscent to me of. Like Howard Stern in the '90s, okay, and, and and that's when I, when I was going to Indiana State and I was strangely getting a master's degree in communications, <laughs> which I know, understand doesn't make any sense, right? But back then, I would do all of my all of my research papers were all centered around talk radio, okay. Howard Stern, talk radio, that's a, and I remember I did a lot of uh, papers and research into Howard Stern and censorship. Um, and you know, it was a lot of people, you know, Howard, and I feel like Joe Rogan is like what Howard Stern was in a way in the nineties, right? He was somebody who has, who's a very popular amount of listeners, right? Right. Joe Rogan is reported to have, I think 11 million per episode. I think Howard Stern at his height had 9 million radio listeners. Okay. But you know, hard to, you know, we know with radio, it's hard to really nail down your audience, but um, you know, so Howard had a lot of those people. And then there were people that back then were really trying to do anything they could to shut him up. Mm, right. Sure. Yep. There would be people that would complain to the FCC, people that would write to his sponsors, uh, all in the name of censorship. Now, for right. him, a lot of it was sexual stuff, you know, or, mm-hmm. or talking dirty or talking penis and all that sort of thing. People <laughs> couldn't handle. Right. And now people are doing it to Joe Rogan with the uh, COVID and things like that. But even back then, and that's what I think is kind of happening now, like you would, there was a, there was a famous, uh, Howard Stern did a pay-per-view, which uh, he, he did some crazy things on. And a woman in the daily news, uh, Kay Gardella was her name. She, she did a whole piece on how disgusting it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, they called her and she agreed to go on the air with them. And in the argument back and forth, she admitted she didn't see it. Mm. She was basing her opinion on what other people had heard and said. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's going on with the Joe Rogan stuff. Because when you read what people are angry at him about, spreading misinformation about COVID, these are parts of lengthy conversations. Yeah, And people are taking... Articles that are written in are not accurate articles. They're pulling two-minute clips off of YouTube or right. whatever people are putting up, and they're judging and 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 saying like as if he's going on the podcast every day and telling you how to treat your COVID. 
Well, this is also, but this is also part and parcel to the conversation you and I had earlier, I think. Maybe it was yesterday, but I think it was this morning. I'm not sure. And if it was this morning, you can hear it after this coming up in a couple minutes where, you know, there's value to listening to these interviews. Yeah. And, And sometimes, you know, a 20 second clip, while that might be the highlight of the conversation, there's so much more that goes into it. And maybe the headline grabbing stuff is what draws you in but if you don't take the time to actually listen to it you don't have the full scope of the conversation and i think now i think those conversations are way too long i really do oh for sure but to your point so much truths or facts or whatever you want to say so much of the conversation is lost because people don't listen to it all i mean that's just yeah, and, I, and and I would challenge people who are very anti-Jill Rogan, because there seem to be a lot of them on my Twitter feed this morning, to, I'm not asking you to listen to a four-hour Joe Rogan show. Listen to the 10-minute thing that he put out on Instagram in on his reaction to the Neil Young Spotify thing. Mm-hmm. It is so well thought out and spoken by Rogan. Right. He comes across as not a douche, not somebody looking to be a dick, even says nice things about Neil Young, doesn't want people removing their music. It, but but it, he really, in a short 10 minutes, explains what he's doing, the types of people he talks to. It's just weird that we people get so upset about conversations about things. That's yeah. all they are. Yeah. I Trust me, I'm with but, you. I agree with you. It's so strange. It's that, frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yep. Hundred percent. Very frustrating. frustrating to, and I really hope that Spotify doesn't cave in on this. Well, you know, I mean, st- we we discussed that yesterday. There's only one way they would, and that would yeah. be a mass exodus from the biggest of stars. Otherwise, yeah. there's no way they will. But there are people saying, you know, people that support Joe Rogan that are that are saying that they that there are signals that they're contemplating it. Yeesh. Which well, that would be, ve- and, and I was like, now where do I go if they do that? Not where do I go for Joe Rogan, but because he'll find his own platform of course, and he'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, he could go back to doing what he was doing. But where do I go himself. for music? I can't support a company I know. in Spotify and give them my money every month accepting well, censorship type things and yet still having all that, all the lyrics that are insane amazon music is pretty good um i know what you're saying it's not spotify's got a perfected perf, you know personal yeah. that's why it would be a shame if you do have to do that but i mean there are choices i mean you do have amazon doesn't apple have a right? yeah, well, that, well well yeah exactly so apple does it right apple music but here's what i don't like what they're doing and what sirius xm is doing they're taking this joe rogan conversation yeah and now featuring neil young really yeah it's very weird Wow, how interesting. I noticed on on SiriusXM a lot more Neil Young, and they're talking about they got a Neil Young channel, they do all this stuff. Hmm. Then I went on Apple Music today to see, oh, can you do playlists and all that stuff with, like, Spotify? They're like, all of Neil Young's music is here. Then right next to that picture is Joni Mitchell. All of Joni Mitchell's music is here. No kidding. Yeah, it's like, what am I going to do, Jerry? That's really surprising for a company yeah. that got into bed with Rogan and is paying him what they're paying him. That's really interesting to me. No, no, I'm saying, no, the the other, the, the competitors to, oh, to Spotify. Oh, I'm saying if, oh, if, I, if, I if they dump Joe Rogan out of, out of um, 
principle, I can't be on Spotify. But when I went to Apple Music to check it out, they were like, hey, look, we got all of Neil Young's music, all of Joni Mitchell. I misunderstood you. And SiriusXM's doing it, too. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, I don't know what to tell you then. You know what? The only thing you can do is download your own music to your phone and make create your own. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I've got principles, Jerry. I know you do. I'm well aware you do. It's uh, it's a very it's a crappy situation. Yes, to be quite it honest. is. I'm you all know? for America. You're I'm f- American, Jerry. <laughs> like Hulk funny. Hogan, I am a real American. Yes. <laughs> I just don't like people like, let the market decide what works or not. Yeah. No, I know. I know. But that's that's right now the world we're living in. Whether you like it or not, that's kind of where we're at. And then, you know, as Gio has always said, don't try to get into multi-layered conversations on Twitter because it doesn't work. There's an article that's been going around uh, with Neil Young from 1985, uh, Melody Maker or Music Maker magazine. Okay. And he talks about AIDS, and he's very graphic about and using derogatory terms for homosexuals. Really? Yeah. And, by the way, he was wow. not a child at the time. He was 40. Yeah, no, so that means that was his belief for sure at the time. Right, so I, I had uh, referenced that and said uh, maybe Apple and uh, SiriusXM should pull his music people are like now you want him canceled like no i don't want him canceled but what my point but is you can't is have it both though, ways right why is it okay for him to do that to him but it's not okay and if you and don't i don't dare write me about what about is all that dare. crap there's there's a certain aspect of it that's legit like why is that okay for him to do what he's doing but for someone not call him out for what he's done? like if it's the same old thing if you got skeletons in your closet be careful Right, so uh, someone had written wrote to me, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Eddie, look at Eddie Murphy's stand up from the '80s." I said, "Oh, I understand." I said, uh, "Eddie Murphy's not trying to get people uh, thrown off platforms in right. 2022." Right. If Eddie Murphy took this stand against Joe Rogan, I think everything he's done that comes into question yes. comes into question. Right. I I'm with you. I the whole thing, man. You better be, be nuts. Don't throw don't throw stones in glass houses. That's what that's what they say. That's a saying, Jerry. Yeah, that's dangerous, man. The whole thing. It it makes you it's funny because you and this is where you and I have different lives. Because you know, everything in my world is revolved around my kids. It just is. It's yeah. it's about what is going on in their life and their schedule and yes, I have to go to work every day clearly and I've got things to do and bills to pay. But my world is really revolved around those two kids and it will be for the foreseeable future thankfully hopefully knock on wood all that stuff i don't have the time or the interest to care about this stuff like you do but i think it's good because if there were weren't people like you then stuff would just fly under the radar like i think it's good to highlight it it's just not you know a priority in my life because otherwise i wouldn't even know about this stuff yeah i think it just hits me more because of what you know when i loved howard stern in the 90s and, and i used to argue all the time i used to fight with people all the time this was my big debate topics when i would in classes and things it was great i I had i had such a great time arguing about um censorship and that sort of thing right makes sense yeah so it's just it's just uh, it's weird and and you'd even mentioned on the show today about skip bayless you're like you know what i don't even see skip bayless no right so the amount of things that are out there 
that uh, you don't even see because there's so much content. You have to search stuff out. Don't search Joe Rogan out. Well, I've always said that. If you don't like something, I don't know why you're wasting your time watching it or listening to it. Yeah. I, I it's just There are things I don't like. Guess what I'm not going to try and view or watch or listen? Those things. Yeah, I always, uh, when people would call me and tell me how much they hate Craig or they hate Geo, or I was like, I go, do you, I always used to use Rush Limbaugh, God sure. rest his soul, Jerry. Yeah. I say, do you listen to Rush Limbaugh? No. Do you call the Rush Limbaugh show to tell him you don't like him, or do you just ignore him? Like, What do they say? You know, I don't know what they say. They never have a good <laughs> answer, Jerry. <laughs> But it's weird. Like, I don't watch a ton of things. Right. I don't call them. I just no, don't watch them. I know. I Listen, I totally get it. I totally get it. I don't I don't consume my stuff that I'm consume myself with stuff I'm not interested in. Never have. I don't ever anticipate that. Maybe in another part of my life I will, but right now, that is not me. I think, though, they get angry because, like Stern did in the 90s and Joe Rogan does now, he, they know he has a large, loyal audience. And that scares people. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Where Skip Bayless does not have a large audience. Large paycheck, though. Large paycheck. Yeah. That's the the key, Jerry, to get the large paycheck. With the small audience. With the small audience so that (laughs) no one's ever uh, coming for you. (laughs) I suppose that's true. (laughs) That's the key. (laughs) Well, my contract's up soon. Maybe I'll go find a small audience. (laughs) For millions. Well, yeah, if you whatever. want Jerry, he's requiring a small audience for millions. <laughs> What's the rest I'm, of your day look like today I'm out gone. there in Chicago? Uh, I am going back to the hotel soon. Okay. I'm going to take a nap. I then am, what? Well, I have to do a pregame interview with with Steve Peichel at around. I'm not even sure. Probably noonish. I okay. would say. Um, and because of the time, like I'm not. I'm I'm going to miss the bus for shoot around. So I went to practice yesterday. I'm not going to go to shoot around. So go back, take a little nap. I'll do my pregame interview. I'll do my work for the game. Probably take another little nap, take a shower, and then go to the game, and then get on a plane and go to work. You'll land. Uh, do you have any idea when you're expected to be landing? The so team, I, if all yeah, goes I smoothly? actually, I deleted my itinerary for today. I got to ask them um, when I see them back at the hotel. I did yeah. ask CeeLo to be ready as long as you're good with it. Oh, for the warm up show tomorrow, only because if I'm not getting back to Rutgers where my car is at two a.m. <laughs> I'd like to take a little bit of a nap. Right. And that extra hour might help a little bit. So okay. he said he'd be ready. He's I'll ready know, to go. Though, yeah, I'll know by 1 o'clock today when I get the itinerary again All right. um, sent to me. I actually should have texted him during the show. I forgot. Um, but, yeah, I got to – I don't know. I might, 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 since I'm doing the 6 to 10, I might ask CeeLo to do the warm-up show tomorrow. All right. Fair enough. I figure you don't mind that. You I like don't him. mind. I, I do like CeeLo. Yeah, change it up a little bit. I'll, I'll let you know, though. All right, cool. All right, Jerry. So, let's, that's it. We're done. That's it. We're done. That was quick. Let's right. uh, do the warm-up program. Let's do it. We really killed it this morning. By the way, all in all, pretty good with the connections the last couple of days. Yes. No issues, right? Yep. Radio station, Ethernet, no awesome. issues. All right, good deal. All, all right, right, Jerry, man. we'll catch you tomorrow live from the WFAN studios. Right on. Sure. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The fan is your station. We want to hear from you. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, what do you say we do this? We do this, do this, do this on a Tuesday morning. Me, Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? How are you? And across from me, at least on the screen, I'm in Chicago. He's in New York. His name is Al Brian Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. I was just reading that uh, Rutgers lost, and uh, it really is going to hurt their uh, their chances for March Madness. Is that true? Which, uh, which loss are we talking about, considering they won on Saturday and haven't played since? Oh. I don't know what the hell I was reading, Jerry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess there was a game because Jerry's out there, so something must have happened. The game's tonight. What? Maybe they're saying maybe it was a preview if they lose tonight. I mean, that would definitely hurt that for sure. <laughs> Who are they playing tonight? They're playing Northwestern. <laughs> Northwestern, are they any good? Uh, they're very. They're an odd team. Their record is not great, but they lose a ton of really close games. Let me so. ask you this, Jerry. Do they have a lot of tall guys on their they team? They do. Oh, well, that's not good. Have you ever heard of Larry Nance? Mm, uh, I have heard of Larry Nance. His son is on this team. Oh. Just saying. Is that supposed to scare us, Jerry? No, no, but I figured Larry that would Nance's be a name son. that you would. Well, if I say Audige, what does that mean to you? I don't mean that. Exactly. Mean anything. If I say Larry Nance, you at least know. If you, you told me Larry Bird's son is on the team now, I'm scared. It's not Larry Bird's son. That guy will hit threes. Yes. I don't know if Larry Bird has sons. I'm not sure. Hey, this is a real question, not me being stupid. Sue Bird, was she related to Larry Bird? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? I, but I don't know. So you're telling me there are two. Birds, right? And both yeah. are good at basketball. No chance. Sure. Well, why not? Okay, hold on. I'm going <laughs> to no do this. Oh, Google is Sue Bird related to Larry Bird? Let's, Let's see. see. Okay, come on, <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. They have to be related. They are not related. The two are not related. What? <laughs> They're not related. What are the chances? That there's two birds that can play basketball? Yeah, it's not like their last name is Smith or something. Bird. They both. They looked similar. Blonde. Somewhat larger noses in a profile picture. You know what I mean? They had a similar look. Sue Bird is not blonde. Sue Bird is not blonde? I'm thinking of somebody else. Well, this is off to a terrific Wendy Bird. (laughs) And she doesn't have a big nose. Oh, she doesn't? Well, I'm thinking of somebody else then. Maybe I'm thinking of actual Larry Bird. You know what's weird about looking at those old <laughs> yes. those old pictures and videos from like the nineteen eighties Larry Bird, Magic Johnson era? Yeah. Their sneakers were terrible. Like nowadays these guys wear like the the most precise footwear. Yeah. Back then they were wearing just like terrible random sneakers. Like the Converse All Stars. <laughs> yes. I they, know. Like they have no ankle support. And and nowadays so much goes into a sneaker. And back is, then you're looking yeah. at like uh, the Super 70s sports guy on uh, Twitter who posts a lot of uh, pictures yeah. from like that era. I'm looking at these sneakers going, what is going on? Well, it's like anything. It's like technology has gotten better. So has footwear. So has clo- so have your underwear. That's true. They've all gotten better. Think if this was 1950, you'd be wearing your tidy whities everywhere. That's true. The tidy whities yes. was a thing for a very long time. I have a bird that would you'd be very interested in. Okay. And I'm not talking about the parrot you want. Jake Bird. Was alive from 1901 to 1949. You know what he was? What? A serial killer. 
Oh, Jake Bird. Back in the day, that was before serial killers were even a thing. There's a lot of birds, by the way. Yeah, I didn't know. I had no, no idea Sue Bird and Larry Bird weren't uh, related. I had no idea Sue Bird didn't look like how I have her pictured in my head. There's... I probably have her pictured in my head that way because I'm thinking of Larry Bird as a woman. You might be. There's also a very famous bird ath- uh, athlete, Aaron Bird, is a famous Australian cricketer. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Cricketeers. Did you hear, a lot of birds. Did you hear Sal at around uh, 4.40 come out of the break and he goes, oh, uh, going commercial free tonight, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Sal had a long night. He needed a break. <laughs> he didn't get one. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You know what I like about him? He lets you know exactly what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, yep. commercial free this evening. Sal would, Sal would have fit in at the Brian Dable press conference. Apparently a lot of bald guys there. Oh, is that right? It was that a was big, a theme. It was a big bald fest. It was a bald fest for sure because it was noted about four different times. Is that right? Who noted oh. it? He did? Uh, yeah, well, Tom Rock from Newsday um, is he stood bald? up to ask a question. He is. Okay. And they had a little exchange about, you know, two bald guys with a beard. <laughs> and then Mike Garofolo from NFL Network bald. stood up. So it was all about the bald men. Okay. I wish I were there. Me, uh, me, Tiki, Tierney, and Craig should have wandered over there. Or he could come over here and just do a press conference with the bald people oh. at the radio station. Not, listen, Robert Sala, bald. Yeah, that's right. It's a great era to be bald. Like, it used to be embarrassing to be bald. It's ex- and not only is it acceptable now, it's the look. Or it's a sexy look. Women well, find bald men quite attractive. Let's not be patting yourself on the back there. Quite attractive, Jerry. Uh, I feel like Daniel Jones was trying to kiss up to Brian Dayball because in the press conference he said that, uh, you know, he fought through the snow yep. to get to uh, the uh, the Giants' um, offices. Mm-hmm. When he got there, were not a lot of people roaming around because everyone's afraid of the snow. But Daniel Jones was in there. I think that's great. Well, first of all, how would Daniel Jones know he was going to be there at that time? Someone must have gave him a heads up like, listen, mm. Brian Dable's coming in. You better show your ass to this Maybe. Uh, place. But you know what? Daniel Jones, he's what, 20, was he, 24? Maybe. What else does he have to do? I don't know. Be cool. Like, Hang if, out and be cool. If I was a 24-year-old NFL quarterback, I'd be there every second of the day except to sleep. I'd walk around the mall just to see if anyone recognized me. And when no one does? <laughs> go back to the... Uh... Exactly. Yeah, I guess you go there, you work out in the gym, right? Yeah, you study, you look at film, you do a whole bunch of stuff you could do. So he impressed uh, Brian Dable with that. Yeah. Even if he was told, like, mm, maybe Pat Hanlon called him and goes, just a heads up. Well, why'd you call him? anybody else? Well, because the mo- main guy that has to impress is Daniel Jones. Yeah, Everybody else no one seems to care about, but I Daniel guess. Jones needs to be in the loop. And then why do people think Brian Dable is responsible for Josh Allen being a good quarterback? Well, because he's his offensive coach and groomed him from the time that uh, he was in Buffalo, I guess. And he got better and he got better each year. And he talked about that because one of the I, I don't remember who asked the question, but one of the guys was like, you know, what Josh Allen turned out to be. Can we do that with Daniel Jones? He said, well, we, it takes time. Like, you know, Josh Allen wasn't great his first year. It takes time to kind of build, and so that's where they're going to be at with Daniel Jones. But Jones has three years under him, and one of the parts of the question was essentially about all the different voices. I think Kim Jones asked it, actually. Like, he's had how many different coaches? Can you, like, unwind that and start over? So I'm telling you, this guy, I'm not a big believer that you win the press conference, and that means you're going to be a good head coach because there have been numerous guys that have done really well at the podium, and then they stink as a head coach. But I'll tell you this. Watching his half hour yesterday, I can totally see why the Maras and the Tisha, why he would walk out of that room and say, that's our guy. 
because he was a likable. B, you could tell he's going to be serious when he needs to be. Um, and three, he just knows his style. I don't know. He just he really he looked and sounded the part. And I'll juxtapose that too. And I know you didn't watch this. Trust me, I'm aware. The the Matt Eberflus press conference yesterday. I'm sure you didn't see any of that. I did not. And I'm not saying he won't be. He might be a great head coach. But if I'm a Bears fan and I watched that yesterday, I'm like, oh my god, why? We another because he was just speaking in in cliches. He wasn't answering any questions whatsoever. It was about a three point plan, and we're going to do that. It was just awful. I, I was almost I was cringing watching it, thinking, thank God I'm not a Bears fan. I watched Dable yesterday, and I'm like, this is a guy I'd play for. And I think, I don't know, it's personality. It was a lot to it. There was one guy that walks in. I told CeeLo to get it. Uh, actually, I'll save that for later. But there was one guy that walks in and asks the question, and he interrupts me. He goes, you were late, weren't you? <laughs> the guy's like, I'm sorry, what's that? He goes, you were late walking in. I saw you. <laughs> and the guy was like, oh. But it was funny. It wasn't rude like Pat Shermer was, where he down, you know, talked down to you. It wasn't like Gettleman, you know, I know football, you don't. It wasn't Joe. There's another thing he did. He referenced, so you had to stand up and ask a question. So if you were asking a question to Al, you would have to stand up and say, Al Dukes, WFAN, how are you? Um, and he would respond to every reporter by name. That was That's impressive to me. So they would say their name first, and then he would respond by saying their name back? Yeah, so it would be like, you know, Al Dukes, WFAN, so coach, welcome, and blah, 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 blah with the question. And he'd be like, hey, Al, thanks very much for the question. So, and then he'd answer it. And then there were other times where he would come back to someone that asked him a question, two, two or three questions prior, and he would turn point and reference them by name like he remembered. Yeah, I can't do that. Me neither. Very impressed. I was impressed watching him. I really was. Now, one thing he did say, which scared me a little bit, Jerry, is he said he's, uh, I love my players, which we heard first from Mickey Calloway with the Mets and scared us all when we heard that, and it turned out to be that we should be scared of that comment. Different, though. How so? Much different, because Mickey Calloway, let's uh, how say this in a nice way, he sounded like a dork. Okay. Could be, could be quite honest. And this is non-dork. It was. It was more like, I believe in, so he, I wrote a couple of things down. He said his keys to being a head coach over his last 20 years, what he's learned, because one of the guys asked, why are you ready for this job? And I was like, well, 20 years of doing it, and I've had a lot of mentors, and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I believe you got to be authentic, otherwise they'll see right through you. You have to have consistency. Me and you talk about that all the time, just about life. He talks about you got to be knowledgeable or they'll know, and you got to build relationships. And he goes, I'm going to be a people person. That's what I am. And the way he was telling you, it wasn't phony or fake. And, oh, I'm We're going to you know, spend time with these guys every day in the clubhouse, and I'm going to love every one of them. Was that Brian Dayball? <laughs> no, that's Callaway. <laughs> Callaway sounded like a country bumpkin. Dayball sounded like a football coach. Yeah, he looks like a guy you could not literally push over. Like, not a pushover, but like you could not push him over. Big He's guy. very solid. Big guy. Six kids. Big family. Now, you mentioned before you said Kim Jones asked the question. Yes. And, and I saw her tweeting live from the press conference. I was a little confused because she's no longer with NFL Network, and I didn't see an announcement where she was somewhere else. What do you suppose is going on over there? I don't know. Was that effective immediately, or was that just that when her contract is up, she's moving on? Oh. See, I don't know. And I, I actually think like it was immediately. Maybe I actually wanted to reach out to her yesterday just to see how she's doing. I forgot to ask. I forgot yeah. to do that. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if she's just working somewhere else, if she's moved on, or she's fulfilling her contract. I don't know. I see. 
Um, what else from here? Oh, the Bills offensive uh, line coach is coming over as well. His name is Bobby Johnson. I'm Bobby Johnson. <laughs> Are you? So we're going to get the Bills offensive line, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's an offensive line coach, whatever. They're just He's just bringing everybody he knows. It'd be like if I was, went to a new radio station, I brought Eddie and you. I just bring everybody I know, right? And Boomer. You got to bring Boomer. I got to bring, bring Boomer, G, bring Greg, you, Eddie, <laughs> Bobby Dwyer. All of us will just go right over there. I mean, if you were going to be a program director yeah. at a sports station in Arizona, right? we're in. Yeah, I would do that. Now, if you go back and take that job in Buffalo. Right, that I don't want. <laughs> stick it where the sun don't shine out. <laughs> I see what you're saying. But, yeah, you got to bring people you trust. And he's Pe- keeping Patrick Graham. I didn't realize they had a relationship from years back, so that's cool. He's the defensive coordinator? Yeah, unless Graham gets another job as a head coach, which does not appear likely he'll remain as the Giants defensive coordinator. Because he's uh, but was interviewing with the Vikings or something, right? Uh, I think so. I think the Vikings are also talking, having an in-person interview with Jim Harbaugh tomorrow. Yeah. So I guess they Zoomed him on Saturday, Jim Harbaugh. I don't like this. I don't want the Vikings to get Jim Harbaugh. That feels like a weird pairing. I I guess. I mean, you said it yesterday. It's a big historic team from the 70s. There's nothing wrong. This is not the Jaguars, which you hate, were the Texans. Correct. I mean, this is one of your teams from your childhood. I'm sure if I know little Albert Dukes, you probably had, like I did, the little mini helmets. Oh, sure. And you had that Vikings helmet for sure. It was the only purple one, right? That, that's exactly right. You got that out of the machine for a quarter. Yes, a pathmark. Wherever it was. That's where I got it. Mine were always filled with crap teams. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I actually got most of them, if not all of them. I used to bug my mom almost every time we went. Out of the machine, you would get yes. them. Yeah, yeah. I, I got for Christmas one year the the full set with the little plastic of uh, gold. See, that feels like, you, but that seems like you're cheating. Then, well, I didn't know from this collecting thing. Yeah, so I guess I maybe my pathmark didn't have one, but I, there was also a way to cheat, which I did for some of the harder to get helmets. KB Toy used to sell those helmets with a pencil sharpener inside. Really, it was legitimately just glued in. Hmm. So I would buy that helmet and snap the the pencil sharpener out of it. Look at and you! Boom, and then I had the helmets. I used to go to KB Toys. It was in the in the Mammoth Mall. Oh yeah, the malls all had KB Toy, and now they're gone. I had a business, Jerry. I Amazon. Business. I blame Amazon. Toys you? R Us is coming back though. Uh, I did hear they're going to be in some like Macy's or something. Hmm. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Bo. I mean, FAO Schwartz is gone. All the cool places are gone. FAO Schwartz in Manhattan is gone? Yeah, gone. You're kidding me. No. Wow. So it's an Amazon world, and we're just living. By the way, yeah. I think we're talking about like big companies. I think I'm high. <laughs> you from, have weed? From my, I don't have weed. My Uber driver. Was weeded out? The, the, when I walk and I got into the, the, the Jeep or whatever the hell it was, the SUV, woof. <laughs> the smell. The weed people have no idea oh they smell like weed. They really don't. It was so strong. We're And I'm about 30 minutes, the ride. Halfway here, I'm like, am I high? <laughs> did the guy offer you a devil dog? <laughs> Yodels? He no, he didn't offer me any food. Matter <laughs> of fact, she didn't even speak, which was fine, because I think she was high. <laughs> a female weed-smoking Uber driver. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and listen, it was fine. She drove great. It was no problem. But, my gosh. God, did it smell. And you're right. They must not have any care have in no the world. Idea. No. All my so. weed friends uh, down in Tampa in, in radio, they all were weed people. And they'd all, like, go out 
in front of the building. They'd come back and smell like weed. I'd be like, you smell like weed. What? You smell that? Like, well, even, yes. Even cigarettes. You st- you stink when you come in from having a cigarette. Yeah, people have no idea. Like, I don't know. Where else is the smoke going? Right on you. So there is a lot of weed driving. Like uh, when you when we drive into New York from the various from New Jersey and the cut through all these different ways, so many times on a highway, someone will pull in front of you, you know, and then you just smell weed. <laughs> so you think that they're highway. smoking weed while they're driving? Yes. Now is that can you get a DUI? Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, I would think so too. Well, I don't know if my driver was. Yeah. But my God, at some point she did because Smel- oof, sounds wah. like it. It was bad. So if we're going to take a break, I'm going to go get some Doritos. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we got more stories to do because really we haven't touched on much except for Brian Dable. We've got a lot to do. And then G at 6 right here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Hi, right, 25 after 5. What is up? It's Tuesday. It is the warm-up show. We got Giannotti joining us. Uh, the for the Geo show. Boomer and Geo. Boomer's out. How about Boomer? So he flies back from Cincinnati late Sunday night, does the show, and then flies to California yesterday. Yeah, it seems a Oof. little much. That's a lot. That is a lot. He's shooting that uh, commercial show, right? America's yes. favorite commercials. Funniest Daniela home. Daniela Rua. Funniest home commercials. She's one of my favorites, by the way. Daniela Rutella. Rua. Rua. Daniela Rua. <laughs> I have a question for you. from? I don't know. I have a question for you and Eddie. What are yeah. your thoughts on this? So I have a, uh, uh, my father's birthday is coming up at the end of the week, so I'm going to send a birthday card. Uh, he is also in New Jersey, but he's in South Jersey, down by Philly, Jersey. Yeah. If I take that birthday card and mail it from New York City today, or I wait and mail it from Bradley Beach later today, which will will it get there faster if I wait and mail it from Bradley Beach, or does the post system work so terrifically that it it won't matter which place I mail it from? I don't know the answer to that mm-hmm. because I've sent things and they could the next day and then things have been a week late. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Eddie? I'm going to say it does not matter. Really? I feel like if I do it from Bradley Beach, it's already in New Jersey. There's no crossing state lines. I'm impressed you still send a card. That's right, Jerry. Seems like a waste of time. Older people still like cards because that's what they grew up with. Yeah, I like the text. Where like my nephew, my nieces and nephews, they don't, my sister said, they don't look for birthday cards. And if they do, they're looking for cash. (laughs) They rip it right open. Where's my cash? There's no gift card here. Cash, cash, (laughs) give me cash. What a waste of a card. Yeah, what is this? (laughs) Right in the trash. Great, happy birthday. You save cards? Um, only if there's a really touching uh, personal message in it. Really? Yeah. So is there like a Duke's cabinet of cards? Yeah. Really? I have a drawer wherein I have some cards. What's the oldest card you have? I probably have a card in there from. Um, uh, I'm going to say when I when I when I left the JFK Hospital in Edison, uh, and I left to go to graduate school. All the people. Time wrote, out. Wrote me You've a got nice like card. a 30 year old card. Yeah. 
Damn. And I have a birthday card from Indiana State University where every, all my friends wrote in it. Happy birthday, jackass. <laughs> I have that card you sent me. <laughs> Audio card. I was going to say, I've never sent you a card. <laughs> yep. I save cards. Good for I, you. I have a what hard you happy birthday, dick. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time throwing out a card with a his, personalized heartfelt message. His name is Al. Yeah. It's not Dick or Richard or John if, or anything like that. If you're just going to sign your name to a Hallmark greeting, that's going in the garbage. After I, uh, I'll have it up for a couple days until okay. after my birthday, then I throw it out. You're going to make like at some point when you're old and gray, will you make like a card collage? I might. Maybe when I pass at my Try. funeral, I'll have my favorite card collages. Try. People will be like, is my card there? Is my card there? No. You know, the cool thing about that is it's a day on your calendar. You'll have something to do. <laughs> Make card collection. <laughs> Tuesday. Actually busy. <laughs> for f- Make a card collection on poster board for future funeral. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday, you a-hole. <laughs> These are terrible greetings. <laughs> Wednesday. Back to usual. Nothing. <laughs> Wednesday, noon to 8. Relax. <laughs> God. Oh, man. I'm laughing a lot. I am high. Tom Brady, Jerry, addressed his yeah. retirement rumors on his serious XM show called Let's Go. That's where we got all those clips from last week. It was so funny. I, there is no way. I would love to know how many people listen to that live. I didn't even know he had that of show. Of course not. No See, one knows. Here's what I thought. I always thought. That him and Jim Gray did an interview for a halftime of the Westwood One Monday night game. Right. I had no idea that he was doing this show. And it was, and I listen, I listened to Russo once in a while. I didn't realize it was after him on Mondays on his Mad Dog channel. I had no idea. It's got no buzz. No. And now it got buzz last week, and that's where I went and listened and grabbed the clips from because he was talking about losing to the, um, who did they lose to? to the Rams in the playoffs, and then it was like, oh, his career and the future and blah. So it was able to go back. I'm like, wow, look at this. They do this every week. Who knew? The clips have buzz, but listening to it live, no buzz. Well, it, you have to have it and, and want to listen to it. But here, here's the funny thing. Like, I don't have to have it. I mean, I do have it, but I don't have to. I get all the clips online. All yeah, you don't get them ones. all. That's not true. You don't get all them the all. Just like, ones, just like if you just listen to the – that's not true. Because even Dable yesterday, he spoke for 30 minutes. I guarantee you – there are clips that are not in our system that should be. Guaranteed. Like, I don't pay for Howard Stern anymore I, right. in, in my protest, my anti-Howard Stern protest. But, like, he had Johnny Knoxville on the other day, the jackass guy who I like. I found a ton of clips that they put out mm-hmm. on YouTube. Sure. But I had to watch them two minutes at a time. But I feel like I got the, I got the interview. You I might have. I don't it. know. I'm just telling you, in a lot of cases, when you have a 30-minute interview, yeah. you're not getting every. You're just not. We're getting the good stuff. We're getting the headline grabbing stuff from like you're, Tom Brady. You're getting headline stuff, but there's a lot of things. That's where, and you know this, my frustration with the way things are cut up at our station now yeah. and even the other place. A lot of times we just look for a headline grabbing clip and that's it as if the rest of the stuff doesn't matter. And a lot of the good stuff is when you go beyond the first 10 minutes. That's where all the fun stuff is. Yeah, because it takes people a little while to get warmed up and comfortable with the host or comfortable in a yeah. press conference, so the better stuff comes out later on. But you're right. We grab the opening headlines. Mm-hmm. And, and it's as that. if we listen to the whole thing and, and we hear it is. Well, really not, actually. Well, Tom Brady said he's still going through the process of whether he's going to retire or not, and he mm-hmm. hasn't made any decisions. He's playing next year. I'm telling you. Now, Bill Simmons... 
of formerly of ESPN Page Two fame and uh, now has his own uh, thing, The Ringer. Bill Simmons has a theory. He says it's a very slim chance theory, but he's got a theory that Tom Brady wants to go play for the Niners. His yeah, though, childhood I've, I've seen, boyhood dream. I've seen both Aaron Rodgers or Brady to the Niners next year as possibilities. I would love to see Brady to the Niners. I think that'd be cool. It would be. The only thing about it is... You know, I've gotten used to him with the Bucks after all that time with the Patriots, and I didn't love that he left the Patriots and went to a new team after all that time, but yes. I understood it. You really want to see him on a third team now? Only if it's the 49ers because he loved Joe Montana and I the guess. Niners when he was a kid, and that would be cool. And I will tell you, watching the man in the arena a couple of weeks ago, yeah, and a lot of it was on his upbringing and his childhood and how the 49ers were so important to him and his family on football Sundays. So I guess from that standpoint, you're right. I'm talking as a strictly football perspective. I hate when guys jump around, yeah. but I do get your point. In his case, it's a little different because it would be like his life coming full circle. So they say that he was waiting to see what happened with the Niners in the playoffs and yeah. if it seemed like they were going to uh, uh, heave-ho Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I would say 16 for 30 and a bad interception at the <laughs> end. Jimmy Garoppolo probably wrote his own ticket out. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would say. So again, Tom Brady's going to get Jimmy Garoppolo thrown off a team. I think it's, I think it's possible. Well, he's it not. Is, no, no. Right? Time out. Time out. Time out. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting Jimmy Garoppolo thrown off because here's the deal: if he went twenty three for thirty and threw for two hundred ninety five yards and they're in the Super Bowl this week, I don't think we're having this conversation. Good point. You can't That's get rid of I, a Super Bowl quarterback. Well, you can, but I don't think in this case they would have. Hmm. I don't think personally. What would if you, he had a big game. What would you give the chances of Tom Brady playing for playing for a team other than the Buccaneers this upcoming season? What percentage? Not much, but if you're telling me just the Niners, I, li- I, I like where you're going with that. I don't know what the percentage is. 10%? Maybe. Yeah, 50%. I don't 50. know. Well, because it's either yes or no. 50-50. Oh, right. That is a 50-50 shot. Yeah, I still think he's playing next year. All right. Personally, so you'll get your fifty dollars back from Boomer because you paid him, think uh, thinking he retired. I Venmoed him as soon as I saw the report. I didn't want to hear it from him. Hmm. Jerry, what do you make of? Uh, you have any interest in this as a uh, collectible item? The glove that Antonio Brown threw into the crowd at MetLife Stadium. I do not. It is up for auction. Don't care. It can be yours if Four. you bid. Well, I think it was up to three hundred dollars yesterday. Which, That's it. Yeah, it was not impressive. But what now, about but, his jersey? Uh, that I don't know about the jersey. That would be cool. You With like the, the shoulder pads still in it. Jersey, shoulder pads, <laughs> gloves. But no, for real. For reals. Yeah, I don't want the glove. I'm not interested in the glove. I want no? the jersey and the shoulder pads. That means some some smart person was like, I they caught the glove, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to auction this glove off. Does it come with a certificate of authenticity? It must. <laughs> it doesn't. There's no way it does. You can put it on flex pay. I guess. Maybe you get some DNA off it, I guess. It's Gem Mint 10 condition, Jerry. You can put it on gem flex pay. Gem Mint 10, yes. Put it on Even flex pay. Do you have any Gem Mint 10 cards these days? I mean, aside from your Hallmark cards. Gem Mint 10? <laughs> Except for the Hallmark cards I've saved from the mid-90s? Uh, no. Do you think, now you're talking about Antonio Brown getting $300 for a glove. Yeah. Do you think an Al Dukes card... From 1993, from Friends, okay. could get anything on eBay? Uh, no. Gem Mint 10. Gem Mint 10 condition? <laughs> you don't think you could sell your cards to someone? Uh, my, my greeting cards that were yeah. given to me? No, I don't think so. 
No one would buy that. See, no. I think someone would. No one. I don't think anyone would buy that. How about if I do a poll? <laughs> would you buy an Al <laughs> Duke's Hallmark card <laughs> from his mom and dad? <laughs> See, they don't put like personalized messages in there. They just you know what my family does when they send Hallmark cards. They underline the important parts in the card. Okay, I could live with that. That's their contribution to the that, card. That at least shows some effort. I'm terrible. I'm I buy the I hate I think cards are the biggest ruse going. I really greeting do. Greeting cards, yeah. Oh, please. I mean, what are we doing? There was a time where we thought greeting cards were going to go away for online greeting cards. Yeah, that didn't work that out didn't, so well. That, that did not work out. Hallmark was probably panicked for a little while there. And let me be clear. But they're the, right back in it. Like, the birthday card's fine. Yeah. But now it's like, you know. Well, you got to get a Valentine's Day card soon. <sighs> like, two weeks. Do I have to? It's February 1st. You've got Ugh. two weeks to get a Valentine's Day card. You do not wait till the last Another minute. Another made-up, nonsensical day. It's not even a holiday. What a load of crap that is. If you wait till the last minute, you're going to end up with a mushy card about love and how much <laughs> you mean to me. Well, that's if the you thing go about... now, you could get a hilarious card. That's the thing about cards that's so awful. Yeah. <laughs> They're so over the top. There's always something in the card where I'm like, okay, this is me. Nope, I would never say that. Put that back. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I No joke. I would say probably 20 years ago, shut up, Eddie. I thought it would be great to come up with just a card company, just basic, simple cards. Happy birthday with a picture of a dog. That's it. <laughs> Everyone loves dogs. 99 cents. Yeah. Dollar. We don't need to spend $6 on a card with all this mushy crap that doesn't mean anything. Happy birthday. Picture of a cat. Dogs and cats. No hilarious saying in there. I mean, listen, if you can come up with something funny, that's fine. But not, none of the mushy nonsense. Yeah, I hate the mushy cards. And also, cards are like $6 now. Yes. I mean, what are we doing? $6? I can fold a piece of paper and write my own little note for nothing. Okay, I, tell you. I don't know if people would want that, Jerry. My okay. tongue swirls around the end. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> that's your gre- new greeting cards. <laughs> what do you think, though, is more heartfelt? All right. Someone that actually writes something out themselves mm-hmm. and creates it. Yes. We're spending $6 being lazy and just grabbing something at CVS. Creates it. Right. When we first had computers, when I had a Commodore 64 uh, and a, uh, one of those computers or one of those printers, that a dot matrix printer that we, and they would have, you'd have to peel off the sides of the paper. Sure. Uh, one of the first programs that people got when they got the Commodore 64 was called Print Shop. Yes, I had that. You had that, right? And you yeah. could make your own greeting cards, and yeah. it would print out, then you'd fold it. Yep. I and it never actually out. folded properly. Yeah. You I gave those out that? for a little while. Yeah, so I. Where I felt I. like, look it, I've created this card for you on my yeah. dot matrix Okidata uh, printer. Okidata. And now those <laughs> cards are all faded and ready to be tossed in the trash. <laughs> I don't have any of those in my collection. Those are gone. All right, we got to take a break. We're going to be gone too here in a moment. It is uh, 25 in front of 6. Geo joins us at the top. We got lots to do here on a Tuesday on the Fan. Don't go away. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Make up your mind. Hmm. 
This is one of those bands that I know the song and I don't know who the hell it is. It's actually not called Make Up Your Mind. No, no, I know that. I know that. I was saying the first line of the song. This is a song when I worked with Booker at K-Rock in 2004. We used to play this a lot. And this was the number one song that people used to call and go, what is that song? Yeah, because... Because they knew it, they heard it, they didn't know who it was. Yeah, and it's one... Huh, and it wasn't the disc, the cover, White. I don't remember the disc on this one. I was not I was not a big fan of the oh. song. This is who called is this? Possum Kingdom. Possum Kingdom. By Toadies. That's, yep. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, the Toadies, right. Okay, not Possum Kingdom, the band. Yeah, that was... Even when I was at the moderate... It was 106.3 down yeah. in Jersey Shore. We used to play that. On the morning wreck. That, well, that's what I was, yes. Correct. Joe Theismann was on the DA show. Joe Theismann? I'm not sure why he was on the DA show, but Joe Theismann was on the DA show yesterday and made news because evidently he slipped up. Uh, you know, the Washington football team's uh, naming their new their new team name uh, tomorrow. Yeah. But Joe Theismann was on DA yesterday mm-hmm. and said that he thinks uh, that people are going to love the name Commanders. I told you this last week. Yeah, he says it's going to be one that uh, hopefully people like going uh, people like going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the, the idea that he slipped, I mean, whatever. This was out there last week that it was going to be the Commanders because of the the website that was, uh, what do they call it? You sit on the website or something? Yeah, cyber. Uh, and it was, what was it called? Cyber squatting. Cyber squatting, yeah. And, and it was done by somebody within the NFL that is in charge of all the domain names of the teams. I feel like we've been talking about the Washington football team getting a new name and all this stuff for so long that it's like there's no buzz because it's like. I agree. It's nothing. about it forever. You're right. Redskins to Washington football team to command. I don't really care for the name. I, I did like Washington football team, but whatever. We'll get used to this, too. And we'll see what the logo is. They're going to evidently using the same colors. They better use the same colors. They better not go to green and gray or anything. It's the ketchup and mustard colors of uh, the National Football League. I do. I, I love their colors. I do. Yeah, I don't mind them. It's They're pretty classic. cool. They're classics. Yeah. That's what we grew up with. That That's why... Washington football team from what they were and putting the number on the helmet and the same color. It yep. was really cool, actually. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it worked. I didn't I have no it. need to do anything. What do you make of this, Jerry, since you're a Dallas Cowboy fan? You worked the pregame, uh, halftime, and postgame. Uh, Ed Werder uh, from ESPN, who's a, a guy who covers the Cowboys for them, uh, was not happy, is not happy, that Jerry Jones seemingly does all his talking on the radio only. On the Cowboys flagship station. The Fan. The Fan. Uh, that's an Odyssey station, yes? It is. Sean and RJ. Do uh, Sean and RJ, yep. And yep. Uh, Ed Werder uh, has been critical of the guys on the station who uh, do the interviews, uh, making it seem like they don't ask all the tough questions because they're the Cowboys station. Yeah, I think a very unfair. I get his frustration for sure, but I think yeah. it's an unfair criticism. I And I even tweeted out yesterday because I couldn't believe this was still a thing. I listen every week, as you know. Um, they do ask the tough questions. You know, the if you remember, the clip Eddie has, you know, mind your damn manners or whatever the hell he says. <laughs> mind that, your damn business. Yeah, I mean, they ask the tough questions. Um, that's never been, for me as a Cowboy fan, and yes, I do the pre and the post for Compass Media Networks, but I'm still a Cowboy fan at heart. Like, every time there's something going on, I look forward to those Tuesday press conferences because I know they're going to ask the questions. Now, you want to be frustrated that he's not talking to the media, fair enough, but he does talk to the media after almost every game. It's not like he's never available. I don't like your attitude. (laughs) 
Yeah. 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 Edward, or we don't like your attitude. So, Put your damn act together. <laughs> okay? Okay. Now, there's been a few times where he's almost hung up on them because they've pushed him a little bit. So I don't, I don't agree with it. I really don't. As someone that listens every week, I don't agree with that. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then I guess then evidently after that there was a back and forth between uh, one of the hosts yeah. of the station and they were Ed defending Werder themselves on the on the on Twitter a Twitter beef. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I Good think morning. they even offered Ed a spot to come on and, and have the conversation. I don't think he did. No, he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want any of that smoke, Jerry. Apparently not. They're the Salicatas of uh, Dallas. Yeah, I think there's certain guys that are really good at. I think radio guys in particular are good at fighting on the air, and uh, writers probably are not used to that. So it doesn't it doesn't make sense for Ed Werder to call into that show and just get blasted. Well, and I don't know. Like I know, or I met RJ a couple of times. I don't know uh, Sean. But I don't know that they would blast him as much as they would actually have the conversation. But I don't. I don't know. The whole thing to me was off. I, I didn't. I didn't care for what. Again, I get Ed's frustration, but I think he's off base on this one. Yeah, and you're right. I thought that he did speak after games, Jerry Jones. Most games. That's yeah. where. I mean, it's well, not every game, but it's most games. I mean, he spoke. I'm trying to think, he spoke right after they lost the playoff game in the tunnel. Playoffs. Yeah, I mean. So he's given them. He gives the media a lot of time, but and so does whatever. His brother Stephen Jones. Uh, that's his son. It's not his brother. <laughs> Good lord! He Ste- seems so old. How is that his son? Stephen Jones is probably in his late fifty. What is Stephen Jones? Not late fifties. I would say Stephen Jones has got to be. Hmm, I'm going to say fifty-four. Oh, so my age. Stephen. Yeah, Stephen Jones. Let's see. He is okay. That's the wrong one. This Stephen Jones was sentenced to prison for a shooting. That's not who I'm. That's looking not for. him, Jerry. No, it's <laughs> no. totally different guy. <laughs> different guy. Stephen with a PH. All right, Stephen Jones is 57. Okay. If you name, if your name was Stephen, would you go PH or V? I would go V. You're right. He goes PH. The V but, is more because if you go PH every time you you give your name to something, you have to tell them PH. Right, exactly. I would just go V. So much easier, Jerry. V. And so you know there's a Jerry easier. Jones Jr., right? That's the the son of Jerry Jones? No, Al. That's oh, the, I, don't know, I don't know if you're tricking <laughs> me. Jerry Jones Jr. <laughs> what is that? He's not in, in the loop. He is in the loop. He's just not front and center like Stephen Jones is. Like, Stephen Jones will meet the media. He goes on the fan, too. Jerry Jones has another... I don't know exactly what his role in the organization is, but he's part of it too, just like Charlotte Jones is. I want to. I would want to get in the mix if I was uh, Jerry Jones Jr. He's going to be in the mix. He's going to own the team one yeah, day. Yeah, then he'll I mean, be in the mix. People don't live forever, and Jerry's, I think, eighty-ish. They do not live forever. They do not. Uh, Rick Flair. Sad news, Jerry. Rick Flair. He's still alive, so that's good. But Rick Flair and his wife Wendy Barlow are splitting up after four years of marriage. That was a blissful four years. This uh, that was uh, Ric Flair's fifth. Marriage. I don't understand. I, I mean, you know, you do it once, it doesn't work. Okay, fair enough. You do it a second time, and it doesn't work. Why would you ever do it a third, let alone a fourth and a fifth? And a fifth, yeah. I mean, my God. Think of how everybody stands at that altar for better or worse till death do us part, <laughs> or until you're banging the waitress in the diner. Right. That's they never say that. Probably happened with Ric Flair. <laughs> 
He's a or man. maybe maybe she was with the the waiter in the diner. You ever think how complicated? Like, if you've been married five and divorced five times, like, what do your taxes look like? A how mess. much money is going out? Like, yeah. what a disaster! An absolute mess. And fifty four percent of all marriages. And in divorce. Well, you know, when you get married, you can throw that trust and belief out the effing window, and you just better hope that things work out, because 54% of you, it's not going to. Right. <laughs> That's going to be on your next calendar, I think. <laughs> think of how everybody stands at that altar, right. <laughs> for better or worse, till death do us part, <laughs> or until you're banging the waitress oh, in right, the diner. Right. Right. They never say that. All right. Now, Jerry, I did get some quotes here, Ric Flair, on... Uh, on his divorce. Let me guess. What, what, woo? No, 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 no. Boo! <laughs> what he said about the divorce with his uh, wife, Wendy, he said, uh, you may not like it, but you will learn to love it. Woo! Is that something he does? Yeah, it's one of his sayings. Oh, I know the woo part. I didn't know the other stuff. No, you may not like it, but you will yeah. learn to. And then the crowd yells, love it. Yeah, no. You know what she's going to love? The payments she's going to start getting. Cash. You think he's still got cash, Ric Flair? I think he probably does, yeah. I watched the, that biography on Ric Flair. He's the guy who uh, who spends his money. Good, because what are you going to do when you're dead? Smiling and pro. That's a great point. You ain't taking it in the casket. I mean, in your case, are you going to take it in the casket with I you? I am. We're just going to load the cash up, and I'm going to have a guard stand by my open casket so that no one takes any of the cash out. And your nephew is going to be <laughs> shooting you daggers. I'm going to be getting. I'm going to be taking the cash with me. Uncle Al, that deadbeat never got married. I thought it was my time. <laughs> I'll say no. You never wanted to take my African gray parrot that I was going to get. That was going to live to eighty. That's a very good so point, you're Al. Out of the will. Very good point. Are right, we going to take a break? Do your thing. Oh right, this is my thing today because you're in Chicago, Jerry. This Odyssey Sportsman is brought to you by Primo Hoagies. It's not just a hoagie, it's a primo. Order online at primohoagies.com. Amy Lawrence talking about national media people, Jerry. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Knicks won last night. Devils lost. Real quick, Al, did you see this stuff going on with Eli Apple and Tyree Kill and McCole Hardman by any chance? No, what are they doing? So a guy on Twitter basically writes to Eli Apple, says, i got to hand it to you. did a nice job on Sunday in the second half, blah, 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 uh, against Tyree Kill, who had the best of him in the first half. Apple responds by writing, he's a baby. And then he tags Tyreek Hill on it. So Tyreek Hill responds by saying, hey, no Twitter beef. Just hit me up on my you know, DM line. And then Hardman does the same thing. Apple responds. <laughs> this is really. He responds, got it, guys. DM me your number and I'll hook you up with Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> like, that's a bit much, isn't it? So they wanted to fight him. No, I don't know that they wanted to fight him. I think they were just saying, if you want to have the conversation... Then let's go. Let's have a conversation. We don't need to do this over Twitter. And he basically accelerated it by saying, if you guys like to go to the Super Bowl, I'd be happy to get you some tickets. Yeah, he's kind of douchey, this Eli You think? Apple. I agree. First, totally he was trashing agree. Giants fans, trashing and Saints the fans. Saints fans. And, and uh, the city. The, yes, the city itself, which is I, now true. I'm, now i got a guy I don't want to root for now. It's true. There is vomit and things on the streets of New Orleans, like you mentioned. Yeah. There's another guy, Jerry, a UFC fighter, Kevin Holland. Oh, this story's awesome. Yeah, he had a guy who kept uh, hitting him up on the internet saying that he was a master at jiu-jitsu and that he could beat him up. So after all this uh, all this time of him saying how he was going to beat this UFC fighter, 
Kevin Holland, the UFC fighter, uh, paid for the guy to fly out to him, and he beat him up. <laughs> it's tremendous. He choked him out. Choked him right out. <laughs> I don't know why. I get being confident and all. These guys are doing it for a living. Yeah, but when you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like I'm going to become an expert at some point, yeah. you get cocky. Okay, so you go become an expert at boxing. You're going to go challenge Mike Tyson? No. Right. But maybe one of those Jake Paul brothers. No, you wouldn't. Well, that, but he, they're not real. I'm talking <laughs> about a real, real boxer. I think they're Who's real. Who's G's guy? What's his name again? Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're going to challenge him? No. Right. But, but Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Jerry, I could just no. get you in an arm bar and take you right down These, and grapple They're you professionals for a reason. And choke you out. Every the time whole. I hear Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I'm like, all this talk, I would be an expert by now. Well, it's your fault because I, I told you for how many it. years? Go sign up somewhere. Many years. You've got nothing but time. Right. Go do it. I could do Brazilian jiu-jitsu for like five hours a day. And still have time. Yeah. And Think I, about you know, that. What a, much an expert I would be, Jerry? Oh my God. Yeah, and, and if you spend that much time on it, you'd be an expert relatively quickly. I'd be looking for punks in New York City to take down. All of a sudden, you see WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.